This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Paul Cochran here with my colleague, Garrett Crawford. Good morning, Garrett. Hey, Paul, what's happening? Um, it, uh, making finances easier, um, 865-770-5031. Garrett and I are with Providence Advisors Group. Providence Advisors Group is a company I founded uh, back, uh, actually it wasn't called Providence back then, but back in 1993. Hard to believe. <laughs> I'm 63. And 30 years. Hey, what month did you start it? Do you remember? Or, uh, uh, actually, it was the, right at the beginning, January uh, uh, of 1993. Okay, so in 2023, we're 30 and a half years Can into this journey. That? Well, I wasn't here for all 30, but <laughs> believe it or not, I've been here for a third of them. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so I'm 63, and for our listeners, how old are you? 35. 35. Okay, almost 30 years difference. And, uh, yeah, for you 60-year-olds, um, it's always good to have somebody 30 years younger to be able to hand your phone to them when it doesn't work. And Garrett is my uh, kind of IT guy when I can't figure it out. We're going to be talking about that a little bit today. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, but before that, let's get to some important stuff like trivia. So first, what would be, outside of Tennessee, the most beautiful place you've ever visited? Uh well, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a world traveler. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I haven't been all over the world. I've been to you know Florida quite a few times, but we didn't make annual treks up to Maine every summer when I was a kid. My mom's parents were up there, and so I do consider myself well visited in the uh, in the New England states, but most specifically Maine. And I'm going to give a a travel tip to anybody considering going up there. Uh, it's a little bit off the beaten track, but I actually don't think I've ever had anybody take me up on this offer yet, though I've told a few people. Uh, if you ever go up to Maine, I've never been outside the months of June and July, so I wouldn't know what it's like up there in the colder months. But in June and July, one of the neatest places I ever went, or the most beautiful, uh, was a place off the coast of Maine. It was called Monhegan Island. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to look it up, it's M-O-N-H-E-G-A-N. Monhegan Island. It's off uh, a little port town called Port Clyde, Maine. Mm -hmm. And Port Clyde, uh, quaint little town, postcard worthy. Uh, you're probably not going to show up to Port Clyde and think, man, that guy <laughs> on the radio was really on to something. In fact, you might pull up to Port Clyde, stay in the bed and breakfast, which is, you know, is really nice. And they fixed an amazing breakfast. But you'd be like, man, this is kind of a, a rundown port town uh, with a bunch of lobster cages. But uh, there is a boat, I think it's called the Queen Elizabeth. Actually, it's a ferry. And uh, I was in college when I did this, but we hopped on a ferry, and I think we went out 10 miles into the Atlantic Ocean, and we uh, were dropped off at Monhegan Island. And it's not a year-round island. It is a uh, seasonal island where a bunch of artists uh, gather in the summer, and they have little houses out there. There's no running water, no electricity. All the goods have to come in from Port Clyde, Maine. And uh, 
we showed up in the middle of July. It was still cool up there, and the wind was pretty hard, but it was a beautiful day, and people were just painting, oil painting, all across the island. Uh, and, you know, you t- can do a 360 view in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, no electricity. There are a couple art galleries, a couple little cafes, and uh, it, it, it was just a neat experience. Yeah. I've been to a lot of places in Maine, but Monhegan Island was probably the most distinct travel memory that I had there. Uh, you, you know, we actually tried to take you up on that. Remember, what we, we had flown into Boston. We saw some stuff there, went to a Red Sox game, and then we went up the coast of Maine, and on the way back down, we had reservations to go out to that little, little island. And wouldn't you know it, it rained. There was so much heavy rain and storms, they canceled the ferry. It would probably be a miserable trip in the rain, but in the bright, sunshiny weather. uh, It also, I was just in college, I was amazed at how long it took to go 11 miles in the ocean. I thought, you know, 11 minutes or 12 minutes, Uh, not not so much. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I would say for me, um, yeah, we've seen so many beautiful places. Wow. But I think Sandy uh, would say, and, I, and I'd probably agree, Switzerland was pretty pretty amazing. Um, it's like wow, um, it's it's breathtaking. Um, and it, at least when we were there, it seemed really clean and, and beautiful. And uh, in fact, we're going to Scotland here in in just a few days, and so we're looking forward to that. But. Uh, but we, I mentioned somebody 30 years younger that can help with some of those electronic things. And uh, one of the things, it's, it, in fact, we've seen this twice uh, in the last week. We had two clients that said, and it had really nothing to do with us, but they were just calling us to let us know. But they're, uh, they'd had a problem with uh, being hacked in one way or another. And... Uh, Last night, um, uh, a buddy of mine uh, at our elders meeting was saying that he had been hacked on his Facebook, and he was trying to figure out how to unwind all that. And so um, so today we were going to talk about a little bit about cybersecurity. Yeah. And um, one thing I'm really glad about, in fact, your wife, Eva, kind of has a, one of her roles in compliance is she kind of helps stay on top of our cyber security and she kind of is required to give us periodical tips and pointers to protect ourselves and fortunately we've we've never had a a breach where anybody's money was in danger so i don't want people to think that oh my oh my gosh it's it, it, it's this is a, a problem where money's going out the back door no that's never happened but it's still a big annoyance when you have to cancel all your cards, change your bank accounts, and all that stuff. And uh, and again, it doesn't have anything to do with us and what we do here at Providence, but because we're dealing with clients' finances, they let us know when that happens on their end. And so um, what have you seen, Garrett, lately? Uh, uh, what, what has been some of the open doors or common areas where people can let their guard down and find themselves in trouble. Yeah, and I, before I answer that, I just had a thought. Uh, and there on Friday, I think it was Friday, in the afternoon, I I got a call from a from a widow uh, who was trying to figure out, you know, if she needed to replace 
an HVAC unit or not. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think she just wanted somebody to talk to about right, it just right. to make sure that she was making the right decision. Yeah. Uh, because probably not something that she would have done five years ago by herself. I know who you're talking and, about. Uh, Great client has been for years. And, uh, she, you know, it, it was not about the money. It was, uh, I, I was actually telling her, you, you know, HVAC advice on, you know, that sounds about right. And, you know, she could maybe keep it going if she wanted to and replace the free. It had nothing to do with financial planning, but right. had one of those. And then I had another, uh, another somebody I was on the phone with that was going through a hard divorce. And so I was talking through, you know, just some of the, the different paths that may be in front of her. And so, and then later that day, I got another call about a cybersecurity uh, email hack. And so all these, you know, my, my afternoon was not uh, investments. It wasn't taxes. It was divorce, HVACs, and cybersecurities. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess I'd start off with the, uh, before we dive into that, is that it's been increasingly uh, more, uh up front, even when like compliance paperwork that hits our type of industry each year is how, as financial planners, we are really on the front lines of senior protection. Yes. Uh, I think they call it the Senior Safe Act, but there's just increasing regulation for us uh, to be able to res- report, spot, and notice when clients' cognition starts to decline, when they might be more susceptible mm-hmm. uh, to fraud mm. and cybersecurity, mm. and uh, mm. who else are people in their you know in, in their late eighties that you know they didn't grow up with computers and know anything about antivirus software and malware? Uh, who else are they going to be talking about that kind of stuff when it comes to their finances? Uh, more so than a financial advisor that's working with them because it's a really important thing. And so parenthetically, let me just interrupt you for just a second. And that I think highlights the importance uh, for our listeners. You know, if you use us or not, that's fine. Um, but um, you, you really need to have an advisor that has a level of trust where you don't have to you don't have to worry now our model is set up i think most of our listeners know this where we don't do any commissions or anything like that the only exception is if they do insurance products in our other division our our uh, kind of insurance division but when it comes to our assets you know we don't make any commissions if we change portfolios we don't get any kickbacks there's no steak knives there's no nothing it has to do with uh the, the one guiding principle is what is ideal, what is best for the client. Uh, 865-770-5031. If you don't have a fiduciary looking out for you and helping you, you know, feel free to give us a call. But um, anyway, I just yeah. wanted to interrupt you with that. So uh, I think I thought maybe we could just kind of riff, talk a little bit about some of the cybersecurity issues that clients face. And uh, I, I'd lead off with there's kind of a big headline here in Tennessee uh, last week, maybe, or maybe clients and people started getting a letter, but the Tennessee Consolidated Retirement System was, was just the latest victim of some type of digital cyber security breach. And I'm not even sure the extent of how far they got. It didn't sound like it was too bad, but it was bad enough to warrant a letter going out to to uh 
retirees under the TCRS system to let them know Tennessee that Consolidated Retirement System, the yeah. TCRS teachers. Yeah, that uh, well, even state employees yes, are state underneath employees. that system. But uh, just just another letter of of many, almost to the point where you, you get them in the mailbox and you're like, oh yeah, another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, it, it it's just it's just one more, and that kind of series of big places that store sensitive client information. But uh, I think a lot of people, when they get that, it, it's, it's probably not as big. I remember years ago, Target was like the first big one that I remember yeah. where people's data was susceptible yeah. to a breach. And then I know, um, I think it was Equifax or uh, one of those big crediting right. agencies uh had had a hack and that was like 250 million people it was like everybody in america <laughs> was exposed in that one um and so i think in in some ways some of these breaches are inevitable uh and living in a ever digital world i think it's kind of hard to you know be not a part of any system if if you haven't been breached maybe you've been breached and you didn't even know it but uh, i think the area that is most ripe for uh, financial harm where people can really feel uh, uh, just feel the pain is in these email phishing scams and people Mm. that are uh, kind of posing as somebody Mm. that they really aren't and so just this week were two good examples. One, but actually both of them I've heard uh, heard of, but they just get better at doing it. The first one was a guy was was on the computer. He got a pop-up. Uh, I think he said pop-up. I think it might have actually been on his iPhone. And so he's got an Apple iPhone. And you know how most people have an iPhone. They've got caller ID on it. And so sometimes it'll ring, you know, your buddy's name. Maybe it'll be a company you'll see. Sometimes it's an unlisted number. Well, these people are getting good enough to where I think in this situation, the person called in, and instead of listing a phone number, it said Apple support. And so I've got an iPhone. It says Apple support. If I'm distracted that day, I think, wow, that's kind of interesting. I've never seen that before. So they pick up their phone, they answer it, Mm. and the person claims to be an Apple employee. Uh, Usually there's some giveaways, uh, not to stereotype, but sometimes the English won't be Mm. uh, very good. There's going to be something off, especially for a company like Mm. Apple. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically just caught him at a bad mm. part of the day where he wasn't really thinking and you know I also say that generation too is also mm. very trusting and they think the best of people and uh, email phishing preys on that mm. but uh, they had basically said that there was some there was some malware on his computer and uh, you know they guessed that he had an Apple computer and you know 50% chance of being right and so he said yeah I've got an Apple computer and uh, he logged in and they started asking uh, you know what's your what's your email address what's your you know we need to install something on your computer and before he knew it you know they were they were beginning to control the computer and uh i say all that uh that's about as far as it got and so he was in in that moment he was able to uh realize that you know this this probably isn't what i need to do exited out of everything, went down, I think, to the, either the Geek Squad or the Apple Store, and they you know, did a precursory scan on the computer. Uh, but lest anybody out there say, well, that would never happen to me. Uh, 
it it very well could it's mm. it's like we all get we all have foggy hazy days mm. and we trust somebody especially with things mm. like computers and mm. uh, we uh, you know basically in, in prevention we uh, are in the process of blocking mm. those accounts and so mm. fun, funds can't go in or out so there there are measures that we can take I think everything's going to be fine with this individual in fact I don't even think he's getting a new bank involved but uh, my point is that anybody that that calls you uh, especially in a situation like that where you're not quite sure where the funds are or where the phone call is coming from uh, my best advice if you can remember this is to hang up and call the number you know google apple support call that phone number yourself don't rely on the number that called you Mm. and uh, see if they would actually do something like that Mm. And uh, the other one, I think, was similar. It was an email phishing uh, situation, and somehow or another they get a phone call, and then they say they're the Federal Trade Commission, and then they're going to bring in some other board. And uh, this other client, too, was fooled for a minute, but eventually he caught on, and he didn't share any information with them. But I guess my point is uh, you you can't be uh, too safe, and I think you've got to remember – to maybe go against your grain and be uh, a little cynical when it comes to phone calls and emails that you're getting. And if something doesn't quite feel right, delete the email and wait for them to call you. Uh, Did did I tell you about the time uh, two or three years ago when somebody pretended like they were from USAA? You know, since I've been a teenager, since my dad was in the Marine Corps and the Navy, uh, I've had a USAA, you know, account and Back when I, uh, back in the day when I had a mortgage and different things, uh, uh, you know, I used, you know, well, I still have a checking account with USAA, but I had other things with them too, and um, and they did a great job of pretending like they were, were were with them, and fortunately, I was able to catch on that they weren't, but uh, but I think this this. Uh, onset of AI, artificial intelligence, has added another wrinkle where th- one of the common scams that's that's growing now is AI taking a voice of, of like a, a, a child um, and making it appear that that child is asking a, a, a parent or a grandparent for money. And it sounds so real. Yeah, I've I've heard those stories, and uh, I guess uh, we could take this like real real down a doomsday yeah. <laughs> direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I as as soon as I start, I'm familiar with AI. I, I'm interested in it, and I I think that might be the grapefruit from uh, artificial intelligence is that scamming is going to get way better, uh, and that a lot of times it's the it's the non non-fluent English speaker that sometimes mm. is a gives a hint or the email where the the text just doesn't look quite right or the the English isn't the English that we speak and I'll get a ton of those emails and you know it'd just be like eh, something's off but I think artificial intelligence is going to make email scam- scamming uh, a thousand times better and a thousand times more realistic and it's going to be something we have to watch but uh, instead of I think focusing on the, the the negative and hard things that are coming I think uh, you know again we're 
our business is financial planning, it's investments. But I would say uh, maybe we could just share a few things that we talk to clients about, things that they can do to help them navigate this better. And, you know, we've hit on one, I think, just having a relationship with somebody that you trust, uh, that you can share. Uh, I was my email is a little funny. I don't want to do this again. Is there another alternative way that we can send and share documents? We use a service uh, that's called ShareFile. We don't email clients documents back and forth. And so uh, if you get something from us that is not that ShareFile service, uh, be, be skeptical of it. But I think... Uh, so, so in other words, uh, if anything has any important information on it. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about a, a, an address because people can drive by your house and get your address or, you know, in, in, in the phone book or whatever. But anything that has important information, particularly your social and that type of thing, make sure that the, the receiving company has a way to encrypt it. Sure. Uh, and so I, I think that's that's a big one. Uh, don't I, I? I have to give this lesson over and over, but uh, try not to attach it to your email. Uh, that's mm-hmm. like uh, I think it can be intercepted, and I think it can be read, and uh, probably chances are really really low. But I think having a secure service that you can share is a big deal. the The other big one, and if you hear nothing else. Uh, I know that a lot of our clients, even in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, we live in a world now where they've at least at one point experienced that thing where you log in and you get a text message code back before you can log into that website. They call that two-factor authorization. And I would just keep your ears up for any of those important services that you log into on your phone or you log in online. Uh, I think the that's like one of the easiest and best steps that you can take to secure personal information. And so two factor authorization. Yeah. And so it, it's usually a text code. And for some people that are older, that's easier. Some of these uh, newfangled youth, they'll use things called multi factor authenticator apps. It's kind of the same thing. It's like another app on your phone, yeah. but uh, a lot of like we have a, a user user portal under this one company and whenever they log in uh, we require them to set up two-factor authorization with their cell phone and all that means is that somebody can go out there can be a breach at uh, you know any big company Equifax uh, the TCRS something like that but they could have your username and password but unless they have your cell phone which is likely right in your pocket right now they're gonna have a really difficult time getting into your account so I think uh, if you ever see two-factor authorization, or sometimes it's abbreviated to the letter F, the letter A, uh, that's a that's a really good thing uh, to set up. So two-factor authorization would be a big one. 865-770-5031. If you want some other tips about this, you know, holler at us. Um, any other closing yeah, thoughts, Gary? I, I was just thinking, kind of going back to my starting comment, our days are always different. We had a client, uh, I guess it was maybe last year, he uh, he bought an iPad and he brought his iPad in all shrink-wrapped and he said, hey, Garrett, can you help me set it up? <laughs> uh, and you know what I did? I said, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, so we opened up his iPad and, uh, you know, I let him set the passwords and all that. But we set up an iPad. Again, had nothing to do with what That's we do great. as a service, but he trusted us. And, uh, you know, it, I, I, I really do love what we do. And yeah. uh, 
Well, that's one of the reasons I love working with you is because you're willing to serve clients in that way. Providence Advisors Group, 865-770-5031. We look forward to talking to you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.